and Kat. And I'm Allie. And we're the Wednesday Girls. Are we recording? We are recording. Welcome back. Hi. How are you? How are your tonsils? My non-existent tonsils are great. Um, Feeling good. Not quite 100% yet, but might as well be. Um, Yeah, I'm good. Life's going back to normal. Yay, that's great. You look good. You sound good. I'm so excited to see you in person. In person. Al's back in Calgary and hanging out with me. I got to give her a big hug. It's very exciting. Life is good again. Yay. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Came back today. Yeah. Um, And it's good to be back. It feels like it wasn't gone for that long, but that was like three full weeks. It felt like an eternity. Yeah, well, you had a lot on the go while I was gone. That's true. I watched a lot of TV in bed for two weeks. Yeah. So, Dang. Yeah. Uh, I saw you had a little list there for us of right. uh, some of your faves. Should we just yeah. jump right in? Because I was supposed to do homework of what TV shows I watch, and it is way too long for me to say it, so I was like, why don't I just say the best and the worst? Um... Best was the TV series, The Things We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Which originally is based off this movie, The Things We Do in the Shadows, that was shot in New Zealand by like the same people who did Flight of the Concords. What genre? It's like a comedy about vampires. Anyways, oh, 10 out of 10. Sure it'd be like horror, like scary, The Things We no, Do in the it, Shadows. It, no, it gives me like, I know what you did last summer vibes. But okay, no. Flight no, of the Concords it's super not funny. That, so. No, it's really funny. I'd recommend it to anyone. So you should definitely watch it. But then probably like my low point, which ironically, I guess this is scary, but it wasn't, was I rewatched a bunch of the Final Destination movies. <laughs> which is like that movie where like people have a premonition like the original one the plane's gonna crash and then Mm -hmm. the person has a premonition so they get off and then the plane still crashes but then death like comes after them because their like souls are old to them anyways i watched those which how many of those are there um i don't i think there's like four or five but i only watched three Only. Only. Um, Yeah, so maybe that was my low point of my TV list watching. Do you like horror movies? Do you like... Fucking hate them. Really? Hate. You actually... I I knew the answer to that. You scare so easy. Even like at work, at the office, whatever. If you kind of like approach Kat from like the wrong angle and... You you, say my name too fast. And she like jumps out of her skin almost literally. Yeah. No, I'm it's a insane. giant scaredy cat. One time, my friends made me watch this horror movie. I don't remember what it was called, but this guy came out with the floorboards under the bed. Oh, God. This was in my late 20s. I literally, for four months, checked under my bed before I went to bed every night. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, is you can't even unfit under my bed because my bed frame is so low. But I still just had to do it. And the only reason I stopped doing it was because I went on a vacation. So I kind of, like, forgot about that mentality. And then... I came home and a couple weeks later, I was like late in there and I was like, don't do it. Don't look. And I overpowered my fear of checking under the bed and Mm -hmm. I finally stopped doing it. But I mean, I was probably 27 or 28 checking under my bed for about four months. So no. (laughs) To this day, I like will shut the light off and then 
I do like a like a run and jump oh. onto my bed because I don't know who's under and who's gonna grab me. Just, like to, it's just like a habit. It's like yeah, shut the light light off and then like leap onto my bed. Okay, I'm gonna tell this story of my friends. Um, she and her it was her older sister and they used to share a bedroom when they were little. And one night, she my friend was laying in bed, so the younger sister, and she looks over at her older sister's bed and she sees something move under it. So she gets her, her sister's attention and she goes, there's, there's something under your bed. And so her, her big sister gets scared because some, they're telling you something's under her bed. So the big sister stands up on her bed and the little sister, my friend, started counting down and she said, okay, on three, just jump to mine. So she's like, three, two. And then their dad is under the bed and reaches out and grabs her sister's ankles that is traumatic. I know. Oh my God. So her mom told me this story and was, I mean, this is 25 years later and was still pissed off at the fact that their dad did that, which like these were, I don't know, six and seven year old girls that he did this to like little daughters. Just, yeah. Every child's fear of there's something under your bed and then your dad grabs your ankles. Well, you know, you got to get your kicks when you got kids, right? Like, you got to, if you haven't fucked them up at least a little bit, like, are you really doing your job as a parent? I don't know. But I bet that their kids slept in their bed for the next month. But yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do yourself any favors fast. as an adult there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so no, I don't like scary stuff. I have a good enough imagination myself, mm-hmm. but I don't need horror. Blech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so weird. Like, I hate scary movies. Like, I hate horror movies. Like, I've never seen any of, like, the Saw movies. Like, that fucking creeps me out. Plus, like, anything with, like, an exorcism. Like, I'll see a trailer for something like that. And it'll, like, fuck me up. Like, I I hate oh, that kind of stuff. I don't watch movie trailers for scary stuff. And, and, like, but then I can watch a murder documentary about real people committing real crimes against other real people and sleep like a baby and be like into it like watch that before I go to bed or like listen to a podcast while I'm like getting ready in the morning for work like what is wrong with me yeah that is I don't know that is I'm the same way although I did show up to your house to record today and I went like really high pitch and you said I scared you because you were listening to a murder podcast so I was I've been just home all afternoon unpacking and started a murder podcast on the plane and so was just listening to that and I knew you were coming so I left like the just the screen door open (laughs) so you could let yourself in oh my god and just something about like the high pitch me screaming your name yeah yeah it just spooked me a little I was excited to see you but I mean, I guess it's payback for all those times that I approached you very calmly and it just scared the shit yeah, out of you, you because that's just your... <laughs> walking <laughs> up to me saying my name. How dare you? It got to the point at the office, like I would like wear a jacket and try to like, s- like swish my arms. Like I'd try to make my clothing like as loud as I could. So like you'd hear that instead of just yeah. my voice. I mean, I always scared. joke that like in a scary movie, you're like one of those situations where people are getting attacked that I was like it just wouldn't happen to me because I scream so loudly when I'm scared Mm -hmm. that I would either startle the person or anyone in a two mile radius would hear me because I just jump and scream so high yeah and that my response is flight I'm not a fight I am a flight I'm getting the fuck out of here (laughs) 
And I'm just like so oblivious to everything. I would just like be dead like so fast. Like you ever watch a movie and you're like, oh man, like they're making some smart moves. Like I wouldn't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. But like maybe if I was in the situation, I'd know. Not me. I would just get murked immediately. I'd be a great victim of a crime because I would just have like no idea. I mean, I would like to think that I'd be that like, I mean, it's usually a female that survives to the end. Like it's usually that Mm -hmm. one girl and I would like to think that would be me, but I'd probably be like the annoying chick who screams and then they kill them off right away. And then it's satisfying for the audience because that annoying loud girl was killed. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the dumb one that's like, what? And just like yeah we know our right places away. yeah it's okay so i'm dead before like the starting credits come up and then you're dead immediately after probably yeah yeah and then the third girl in the movie who was better than us survives yeah the like cuter more popular one anyway yeah like, until the sequel and like, she's smart yeah <laughs> fuck that bitch yeah fuck her and her sequel yeah <laughs> okay <Anyway. laughs> um yeah okay let's talk about what we're gonna talk about today you know what i also realized we didn't even say who we are oh fuck but you know what it's it's like i'm like that's 10 minutes in do we bother or well now we have to i'm al i'm kat thanks for listening to episode 15 of the wednesday girls podcast we're here you made it we could just talk about bad scary movie tropes uh for the rest of this episode but instead we're gonna not do that we're gonna talk about something even scarier <laughs> it is spooky season after all okay single life the single <laughs> life okay girl tee us up because this is something we've been wanting to talk about yeah for a long time so even before we started recording like the wednesday girl podcast at the time alice and i were both single um alice currently with a fella so she's currently off the market anyways rewind a while back we wanted to do a podcast talking about single life and i mean obviously the podcast the joke around the whole thing is we talk about dating and being single and things but we wanted to talk about us being single um what that's like maybe why for example myself that i've been single for most of my adult life and why sometimes like it's okay to be single and maybe why it's not always great to be single. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things that we wanted to do for this is because I started kind of reflecting on it where I was like, okay, like, why am I single? And sometimes it's really hard to have that, I don't know, perspective or look in at yourself and decide these things. Because mm-hmm. I kind of had like an idea of why I am. But then we thought it'd be great if I also maybe reached out to some people in my life close um I try to actually like mix it up and go into like different demographics of my friends Mm -hmm. and ask them all the same question of hey like what are your thoughts on me being single why do you think it is that I often am or just what are your thoughts on single life Mm -hmm. in general um and I got back a lot of responses Mm -hmm. some interesting some unexpected and a lot of different answers with some overlapping themes in it. What was the reaction from friends, family, folks that received like a message from you basically asking them to tell you why they thought you are maybe single? I mean, all my friends that I asked besides one were like, okay, yeah, I got it. I understand your question. I asked both my sisters who both gave answers and they both were like, I don't get it. What do you mean? 
Mm-hmm. And my one sibling, she she was really confused by the question. She called it horrible. Oh, no, that was the other sister. Oh. <laughs> she was like, this is a yeah, horrible sorry. experiment. My one sister said, this is a horrible experiment. This is a dumb project. Because um, it was scary. Like, I was scared to yeah. ask people, be like, oh, man, like, I'm going to get some brutal answers, which... Well, my one sister. Um, and then my other sister, she called me. She's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what do you mean you don't understand this questions? But for the most part, people were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'd love to send you some responses. And sent me some pretty detailed, like one joked it was a novel, but it was really, mm-hmm. I mean, awesome. Yeah, I think people were pretty open to giving me their thoughts. Yeah. And very nice. Like, maybe a little too nice. Maybe my friends are too good. <laughs> God, God. Well, fuck them too. Those nice friends. Fuck those friends. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we love all all friends. Thank you for your participation. <laughs> and, and your your um, sample, your uh, data sample here was from a lot of different folks too. Like you said, your sisters, some friends. There were both men and women in the sample, single and. People in, in relationships. Yeah. So yeah, and I and so I wonder if that and we can kind of dig into it, but I wonder if that made a difference with the kind of responses they gave you. I think so because I like specifically didn't want to ask the same. I, I'm very fortunate, I will say, in that I have a pretty large friend group, but it is um, pretty spaced out. Like I know people from childhood, from university, from mm-hmm. you know more currently, maybe somebody I know through work or something like that, and so it's quite wide and so I try to pick people from those different areas um, to make this study more authentic (laughs) because this is hard hitting facts science and data science analysis (laughs) (laughs) we just struggled so hard to put science words together just now those are all the ones I know just in one string yeah, this is our hypothesis. Oh, good one. The- thesis. That's all I got. Variable. <laughs> Variable. <laughs> Outcome. Yes. Re- Results. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, are we going to fucking do this or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Theme number one. Boredom. Boredom. So this was my one sister who said the project was stupid. <laughs> I always assumed she thought I was a picky person, picky in relationships. And she's always really like wanted me to be in a relationship, for example. So when I've gone out with somebody and I'm like, oh yeah, it didn't work out. She's always like, oh, come on kind of thing. Not that like, and I'm going to say she doesn't like nag me in life, but she's always a little upset when it doesn't work out. And I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she told me, and she told me over the phone, which was a little harsh, um she was like I know exactly why you're single it's because you get so bored in life that's why you start hobbies and then you quit them that's why you like traveling so much because it's something new Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons you have so many friends because it's nice like you have so many people to talk to um which that actually out of anything like upset me the most because I was like that's bullshit Mm -hmm. uh I was like I work very hard on my friend groups and I was like and I'm very fortunate to have friend groups and I don't get bored of my friends mm-hmm. um in any sense like obviously there's people I talk to less but everyone has that kind of setting but yeah she said it's because you get bored and then one of my guy friends who also messaged in 
he had quite a detailed answer, but he also said um, that it's people not necessarily meeting the same energy level as me. Mm-hmm. And again, that leads to me being bored um, and why I, I get over relationships or people I've dated quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about what my answer was, I didn't even think about what your answer was to this. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've been been noodling on it because I knew we wanted to do this episode. So I don't know that I would say that you're like, yeah, I don't know if bored is the word that I would use, but I think what I was thinking about, I think would kind of fit into this theme a little bit. I wrote down like, you're a person that gets shit done. And I think this largely comes from the fact that we met at work, right? So that's my impression of you. My first impression anyways, this person that I worked with, that I would go to when I had a question or I needed help with something because you were always just like the first person there because you love getting up early because you're (laughs) insane. Early bird. Catches the worm. Yeah. uh, I don't even know what I would be in that case. Just... Lazy little monkey. You're the worm. <laughs> oh, I'm the worm. That's somehow worse. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you're like first at the office. You're the person that everybody goes to for help and stuff. Because A, you'll always help. B, you just you work so hard and you're just like good at your shit. And you've got it together and you just kind of like make things happen. And then I reflect on my experience on like dating apps and stuff that was something that i found so frustrating meeting these people that like were wishy-washy about what it was that they wanted or where they were at or what they were looking for and you're not that at all like you kind of know and i think it's hard to find somebody that sort of is on that same kind of like wavelength so, so I don't know that it's like a boredom thing. Maybe I, I agree more with your friend that said it's more of like an energy matching sort of thing. But I just think you're someone that like works her ass off and like <laughs> knows what it is that she wants and like gets stuff done. And then a lot of people out there just like, yeah, just don't match that. Well, that was very sweet. Uh, <laughs> I also don't take compliments well, so I'm dying a little bit right now. <laughs> Um, it's interesting you said that though, because I did talk to another friend about this and I don't think I actually told you this because she was kind of talking about the energy level too and how I don't like, we talked about how I don't like people who are necessarily unsure about themselves. So when I've gone out with guys and they're like, well, what do you think about this? Or like, what do you want to do? I'm like, just, just cut the bullshit and tell me your answer. And so... I mean, to the extent that they're like, yeah, like I, we can debate over where we have dinner or something like that, but I don't always want to make those decisions or always weigh in. Like sometimes I just mm-hmm. want the yes or no answer. So again, I don't think that's boredom, but that is one of maybe my pet peeves in dating or something I'm just really turned off by is the indecisiveness that some people have when it comes to dating yeah. in those scenarios. That it seems like a lot of people have, I would say. Like, and I think it's our, our age group too, probably, right? Like, you know, you're looking at like 30 somethings that, you know, maybe have some life experience and stuff in the past and they feel like some kind of way about it. And so maybe it's harder for them to have a clear picture about what it is that they want. And, and then in comes you, you kind of like 
right? You just like know what's up and other people just are not like that organized or like that in tune to, to that sort of thing. Man, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I would never have said that about myself. So it's maybe that's good why we're asking so many people. Cause I, I, I still don't know if I fully accept that. Cause I think that's just like, but, um, it's, I mean, multiple people said it. So there's probably truth behind it, mm-hmm. but that's just something where I probably never would have necessarily said myself. Oh, this is like, I feel like I'm in the hot seat right now. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna, I was just gonna pull in our therapist and say, how is this for you? How are you feeling? I gotta make an appointment with her and unpack all this. You're like, so far, <laughs> Someone give me a Xanax. <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, cool. Yeah, great. Okay, so we'll circle back on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did your other sister, so, and just... For context, you've got two older sisters. Yeah. So two older sisters who have been in relationships their entire adult lives, both with partners they've been with since, I don't even know, I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So I got two great brother-in-laws who literally are like brothers to me because they've been around so long. So sometimes we fight like siblings, but at the end of the day, I like them. Um, (laughs) They're great. That's good. That's positive. Yeah. Uh, So the next sister... She actually had talked to my other sister. Um, and so she called me and went, that's bullshit. It's not boredom. That's not the answer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what what do you think it is? And I was actually kind of scared for this one's response, but it was very interesting to me and more nicely said. She said, it's because I haven't had a need to compromise in life. So she used herself as an example, which was really helpful And she talked about how some people seek out partners that you need in life. Um, So maybe there's something you're not comfortable with and you need that person to help, you know, fulfill that role or complete you in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And she made it really clear that she wasn't talking about, you know, those traditional pink and blue kind of roles where like she didn't need a guy to take her car to the mechanic or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, She was talking more about, where for her, you know, social settings can be kind of hard and she can be a bit anxious. So her, I mean, I can even remember like one guy that she dated in high school um, who had like a pretty big friend circle. And then even her partner now that she's with also has a large friend circle and is very social and outgoing. And she is less so. So for her, it was really great to find a partner who kind of filled that need and also kind of gave her, you know, more confidence. And she was like, for you, you never really needed that to compromise with somebody and you didn't necessarily need like a person when you're younger in that sense. So that was where her and I are quite different. Um, so that was kind of interesting to hear. I, I feel like... For, for me, that's that's resonating a little bit too because I've talked on this podcast a lot about how I'm kind of weird in groups and I have some like social anxiety type things. And the fella, this guy that I've been hanging out with, he's like amazing in, he like thrives in situations like that. A butterfly. Totally. Where yeah. he can be social and meet people. And I, I, I ask him, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how can I be better at that? And well, his advice is to take it from small talk to like medium talk, like as fast as you can. And the people, I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I think that's something that I find that I, I'm really attracted to Yeah. in him, certainly. And then I, I look back at other 
partners or crushes that I've had, it's typically the person that's kind of like the life of the party. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm not. It, it's harder for me to to be that. Well, and you guys just went to some like events. Like you were a date to some weddings that you went to with him. How was that? Was it was he like out there and you know being super social? Did you feel like you were left at all in the corner? Or I don't know how was that situation. You know what? I was a little worried because we we did in the time that I was there. We went to two different weddings and. Um, hung out. I, I met a ton of his friends. We had a bunch of different like games nights and we went to trivia with some people one night and, and it was awesome. Um, I think because I had communicated to him my like anxieties about, you know, sometimes meeting new people or, or being in a social setting where I don't really know anybody. He just had my back in this like really great way where he would sort of make sure that he was repeating everyone's name as many times as he as made sense so that I would like could like learn them because that's something I'm always like worried I'll, I'll call someone by the wrong name mm-hmm. or something like that so he would do things like that for me or uh, kind of like tee me up um at one of the weddings we were sitting across from this couple that was from Winnipeg <laughs> and I have a connection to Winnipeg obviously because that's where I'm from that's where my parents live so the fella was just like oh my gosh here's such and such you won't believe they're from Winnipeg they they traveled to Vancouver for the wedding and this is how they know the bride and groom and and so so things like that like he would really kind of like set me up to kind of like take those first kind of little baby steps into some of these interactions where I otherwise might have like frozen up and, and been kind of like weird and quiet. So he was a real teammate, like really had my back in those situations. I bet he's a really good wingman at the bar. I have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be here next week. Maybe we go out. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I don't even know what bar we go to these I think days with someone be. in your 30s. Oh my God. Yeah. People can send us in some suggestions for local bars in Calgary that I should go to and have Al's partner wingman me. Yeah. God, I gotta stop hyping him up on this. He's gonna be so high on himself. His number is still not saved in my what? phone. What? Really? No, but we did become Insta friends, so there's that. I actually knew because he was like, oh my god, I have a request from Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, fine, I guess I'll request you first, bitch. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> This is the game we're playing, I guess. Um, okay, but back to the, the second sister and her comments. She also talks, so like she talked about compromise in a larger sense of how when you're in a relationship, everything you do, all the decisions you make, you now include somebody. So, you know, your financials, your mm-hmm. home, your food, like a lot of things you bring someone in. And she was saying like at this point, there's not a lot of decisions you make on your own anymore. Right. And she was like, for you, you've made your decisions on your own your whole life. You're the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was like, that is a really big thing to bring someone into your life and then start creating these moments of like compromise in a sense where, you know, you're making decisions with somebody else. And she's like, and you're, you've been very confident and independent for so much of your life mm-hmm. that that is, you know something to think about bringing in and she was like and you're not the type of person that you want to compromise over a lot of things or need to compromise I guess maybe more is how she said it Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of hard to find somebody to fit into that 
I think folks put a lot of stock into like having a partner and, and that can sort of, you know, dictate whether or not you're successful or happy, like if you're with somebody, but I think you're just like proof that the opposite in fact can be true. You can be like quite happy and self-sufficient on your own. Yeah, and I mean, that's not to say there hasn't been points in my life where, like, I've really wanted a relationship or I've Mm. envied what, like, you know, other people in my life have, and I see that, and I think, oh, that's amazing, like, I would love that, and maybe we talk more about this in a later episode, because I know we want to cover friendship more, but there's been times where it's, you know, it's scary, where you see all your friends, like, getting into relationships, and you think, am I going to be left in the dust? Like, am I not going to be included on double dates, or... You know, like, oh, it's a couple's getaway weekend, and Mm -hmm. is that going to be me? And I think when I was younger, there was more of a risk at that, but I think that I'm very lucky in, like, the friends that I've cultivated as I've got older, where that's not true, and it's, you know, it's okay, like, that I'm single. And, I mean, we're also in that age range where we've started especially you know seeing covid that we've started to see relationships come apart and maybe Mm -hmm. you have somebody come back into your or not come back into but like someone in your friend group becomes single again or something like that and then they're like hey cat can you teach me how to use a dating app and i'm like i'm here for you buddy i got this yeah (laughs) let me give you all the tips and tricks so i mean that's something that's it's scary about being single of you know like who's gonna look after me when i'm older but Mm -hmm. my answer is my savings and a paid medical nurse (laughs) (laughs) right someone that you can pay so i mean you've got some like nieces and a nephew that adore you so yeah well just like treat at least one of them real good i'll threaten the will over them be like which one of you is gonna get all my money you want auntie kitty's money well you're gonna have to fucking visit me and take care of me when i'm old um (laughs) yes and for the record my nieces and nephew call me auntie kitty Mm -hmm. um as you said that just now just in case anyone was wondering but which is so freaking cute um and i i have experienced that before too like because I mean, I've only been with the fella for like a few months. So be, and I was single for like a few years before that. And I found in the time I was single, so many of my friends were not only like in relationships, but they're like taking like big relationship steps, like getting married and having kids. Mm -hmm. And I remember having these real lonely moments where I was worried that I wouldn't be able to relate to the people that I was closest to anymore. Yeah. Um, my sister also, I have an older sister and she is engaged now. She's getting married in the new year. And same with, with her. It was just like, oh my God, like I, like my sister, all my best friends, like they're all like taking these steps with these other people. And like, what's going to happen to me? Yeah. Sort of like feelings. And, and you know, it's like, yeah, like I like being by myself and like, that's all well and good, but you know, I think at the end of the day, everybody kind of wants like that camaraderie, like that yeah, sort of companionship, right? Definitely, 100%. I agree. Although, do you find like I still have a surprising amount of friends who come to me for relationship advice? I'm always like, all right, I'll, I'll unpack this with Which you. But I'm like, me? <laughs> you want this chick over here? Like, are you, how sure would you say you are? Have you asked everybody else <laughs> yeah, first and I'm they like, didn't give you the answer you wanted? So yeah, I'm sorry. Around. Like, it was, is your mom busy right now? Like, you can't get a hold of anyone? Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm more than happy to too. But I also, like, 
when my friends do that and ask me things, I'm always, you know, like maybe it's shitty because they're asking me because there's something going on, but it's really like, I want to say endearing in a way that my friends still like come to me for that type of thing. So I'm flattered for all of your relationship issues, friends. Yeah. Well, everyone comes, like I was saying at the top. At work, everyone will go to you for, like, every question. That's just, like, the kind of person you are. Like, you just kind of embrace everyone. That's why you have so many friends. I don't think it's because you're bored. I think you're just, like, the kind of person that, like, people gravitate toward. And then people... You're fucking smart. So, of course, people are asking oh, you for your advice. Yeah, I'm dying right now. I know. Um, <laughs> just palms are satisfying for me. I'm like, oh, I feel so good. Like, I love cats so much. And then you're over there just having a nervous breakdown. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm twitchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was the two siblings' feedback. And then, okay. then we kind of shift to friends and what they had to say. Okay, so theme number three then? Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, hit us with it. This one, which actually a number of people said, Mm -hmm. was just modern day app dating. It's the app's fault. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Um, One is, I mean, I think we're in this age group of, you know, we're in our 30s, we're dating people a bit older. And as you very wisely said once, uh, our ocean is a puddle. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have this smaller pool you're working with, but also like we've said this one in a million times and I always will that, you know, the dating apps are superficial and it's just, it feels very insincere and it's hard to, you know, have these conversations over text and get across like your humor, for mm-hmm. example, is like what some people said. One of my friends sent in this thing where she was talking about how she had recently heard this stat where People are going on the dating apps who, like, I think it was on Tinder and they're in relationships and they're not out there trying to cheat on Tinder. They're out there for the validation of it. So they're there for that feeling of someone matched with me. And I think it's Mm -hmm. the same thing as social media where like someone's liked my picture on Instagram or whatever. Um, I mean, Facebook was one of those original things where you posted and you got the likes and the comments. And now like that's one of the reasons I hate social media so much. And it took me so long to go on Instagram, but to know that there's people out there who are in relationships, not even trying to cheat, but are just simply using, you know, these dating apps to feel good about themselves. Again, you're just what is smaller than a puddle? (laughs) A beaker? That's science too. I was going to say a spill. You spilt your beaker. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and so I don't know. And like, that's a whole thing. Like, if you are doing this, you should probably go talk to a therapist. Yeah, I want to give those people a hug. Like, they probably pretty, (laughs) like, fragile ego. Go get your hug from Allie and then head on over to a therapist. And then we have the number of a great therapist that we prefer. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, like, that was really interesting to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, that's where these apps have gotten to. And it is, it's, like, infuriating. And not even that, just, like, those apps themselves are so infuriating. And it's been really nice, like... I mean, besides having my tonsils removed that I just, I haven't even been using the apps for like the last month or so because Mm -hmm. like I knew I wasn't going to date leading up to my tonsils. And then I obviously wasn't going to date while I was friggin' busy watching 
Final Destination. Final Destination. <laughs> um, so yeah, I haven't been swiping and I don't know, like you just said, my new list of hobbies of curling and playing basketball and I'm getting back into the the dark room lab. So like maybe I'll finally meet somebody organically for, mm. for good old cuffing season. But yeah, I'm bitter right now with online dating. That's so fair. I showed you a TikTok that I'd come across from a creator called... Shani Silver. Shani Silver. Yeah. I hope that we're saying that right. Um, Who knows? It's <laughs> not our forte. This creator made a TikTok about how the point of Hinge, as far as like the creators and the people who make money off it are concerned, mm-hmm. is not to actually connect people so that they'll delete the app and like stop using it. Um, yeah. The argument is that when two people meet, and it's like a hinge success story, that's an example of when the app is broken for a sec. Even a broken clock is right two times a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's gonna not do what it's meant to do Yeah, and actually connect people that will then delete the app and have their happily ever after. Hinge doesn't want you to fall in love. They just want your money. Yeah. That's basically the argument. Definitely, and like the part of it too was that like, what is their slogan? Like, the app to be deleted? Is that Hinge or Bumble? One That's of them hinge. says it. That's yeah, hinge, okay. Yeah. So their slogan is the app to be deleted. But it's true where, like, we've talked about where we've explained Hinge and, for example, how I, in a moment of weakness, paid $90 or whatever it was for three months of this premium unlimited swiping because on Hinge, you only get seven likes a day. Mm-hmm. So I can only like seven accounts a day and then you see the next one come up and it's probably the algorithm where they know there's like a super like popular thing and it comes up as your eighth one and you think, oh fuck, I really wanted to like this person, but mm-hmm. I'm out of likes and I have to wait 24 hours or, you know, I'll cave in and I'll pay this like price. And it's true, like Hinge more so I would say than Bumble and again, I haven't been in Tinder forever is really about that dollar value. And mm-hmm. I think we have both liked Hinge because the questions and it's the prompts are a little bit more meaningful in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they are definitely working more on like the, the money angle. So one of the things on Hinge, what's it with like the the extra hot people and they give you this kind of like catalog. Of standouts. The standouts, thank you. They give you a standouts and they give you, I don't know, 10 people in standouts and you can like one of them for free and then otherwise you have to wait a day or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You get to use a rose, they call it, which I fucking hate. So cringy. Anyways, I saw this like thing the other day and it was saying what you should do is just start Xing all of those because those are all like the really popular, I mean the standouts are like always like, like models or whatever are really fun, mm-hmm. is you just X them all off and then the app doesn't figure it out and it starts just to push them into your regular algorithm mm-hmm. because they won't put these standouts into your regular algorithm because they want you to pay money and to like these things and do extra. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, just start, you know, rejecting all those people in the standouts and then they'll just go into your regular thing. And I was like, this is, this is so fucked if this is what dating is where yeah. you have to work around an algorithm. So totally. Yeah. It's a bit infuriating. And I remember once, I think sending a screenshot to you, I was going through my standouts on Hinge and one of them had like spelt your wrong, which really bothers me. Like I just love grammar so much. And I just, I, I think I messaged you and I was like, what? how is this a standout? <laughs> he doesn't even know how to 
spell your like use the correct your and then I was like I'm out I'm out I'm out you and I, think I deleted hinge I was like if this is a standout <laughs> this app knows nothing about me and the pool is probably extra shallow today and I quit <laughs> that <laughs> beaker done. was only half full yeah, um more of a test tube you know <laughs> science yeah you need to write another one of your strongly worded letters to hinge yeah. Do you, you know what you're even talking about, Hinge? Yeah, do you know what your problem is, Hinge? <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> you're, you're stupid. stupid. <laughs> I mean, modern dating is just not set up for success. And I know people who are in relationships that met online, but I would say a lot of them met actually like years ago. I don't know a lot of current people who met online, but maybe that's our yeah. age range too, where we just know less people single people so less people are having to date in this capacity true yeah yeah i think so. yeah um which i think is a good segue to the next kind of general topic people gave to me about being single mm-hmm. and that's kind of like my life timeline and maybe where i'm at with things as someone in their 30s so one of my friends kind of wrote in and i like loved her answers she had some really great insights but she kind of talked about how For me, as someone who doesn't necessarily, you know, I I don't see kids in my future. I'm not itching to get married. Like, maybe that'll happen one day. Um, There's less pressure, in a way, for me to be in a relationship. Um, Obviously, there's lots of ways to have kids. But, like, biologically speaking, obviously, you know, that is a, a clock, of those decisions and for me it's not something where I'm feeling like oh man I only have you know x y or x amount of years still ahead of me so I don't have that pressure on me that some other people might feel she she kind of even mentioned like throughout the times that her and I've talked about like goals in life you know even if it's about around career mm-hmm. or things bigger she was like you've never you know, talking about marriage or relationship was never part of your goals. And Mm -hmm. so like things I focused on and wanted to do in life have never been around that. I want to make perfectly clear for anyone if those are your goals and that's what you want to do is a hundred percent fine. But for me, it wasn't. Um, And she also just kind of talked about my sexuality and how, you know, for a good chunk of my life I you know only wanted to date guys and then you know in the last little while it's been more like okay I think well I don't think I know (laughs) I'm more also attracted you know to females Mm -hmm. and there's I guess with me and knowing my sexuality and then yeah like I know that I'm not necessarily just attracted to the male sex anymore Mm -hmm. um you know, other, other genders as well. So I think that's also something just kind of being navigating and becoming more comfortable with as well. So that for sure, I think also maybe just kind of factors into that, you know, life timeline and where you sit with things. But this also, if we were kind of joking about this and I was thinking about it, did you do this when you were younger where you made a marriage pack with someone and if you're like, we're both single by 30, we'll get married. Oh gosh, I must've. Yeah. Yeah. If, if any of my listeners are out there, maybe, and like I made a pack with you, can you just let me know because we've uh, let that expire or maybe we made one for 40. I'm not really sure where we're sitting at, but... Yeah, maybe start thinking about that. Yeah, if you want to just hit me up and let me know, um, I want to know about my options there. 
because I think yeah. we made a few packs. I just <laughs> yeah. don't remember who was with. Right? Yeah. It's like, what's, yeah, what's, how, how legit were those? Yeah. Or maybe I need to make a new pack. 45. Yeah. 45. A little <laughs> bit more out. time. A little bit yeah. more time. Yeah. Uh, push it out a bit. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. And I mean, I think it's, uh, we've talked a bit about this on the podcast. I think it's an interesting time to be, especially a woman now, I'll say, like traditionally by the time you were 33 and three quarters. My three quarter birthday was the other day, by the way. I guess you just. Dirty tree to turd. <laughs> I heard it was your half birthday the other day. It was my half birthday in July. What's your three quarters? Oh, that's more than half. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking one third. Oh, the my Wednesday God. girls bringing you math and science. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm pictured a measuring cup right now. I get it. Three girls. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. She got her tonsils out, you guys. We're going to give her some space here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're 33 and three quarters now. Um, I think it's an interesting time to like be a single woman now. Because I think a lot of people, you know, they're married. They've established their partners. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're having their families and stuff now. And I think that still is the norm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I think that's changing. Like I think like even when your nieces who are now five, five, Nailed and it. your nephew seven, six, six, close. <laughs> Gosh, well, if I want one of them to take care of me when I'm old, I'm doing a very bad job so far. Um, when they're our age, it would be interesting to see how it's shifted, like how the dynamics have changed. Maybe it'll be a little bit more normal or yeah. normal. I say that in air quotes or like accepted for someone yeah. to be, you know, 30s, 40s and have made the decision to maybe not get married or not have kids mm-hmm. um, or to, you know, stay single for longer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even I think when I was talking about about being feeling like insecure, if I was a single one and my friends leaving me or, you Mm -hmm. know, not inviting me, I even remember being like quite young, probably late teens or early twenties and saying, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And like that felt really radical at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like I've had friends joke and they're like, but you're such the mom of the group. But I'm like, well, I can still be the mom of the group, but it doesn't mean I want to be at mom. You can be maternal without being a mother. Yeah. And so um, it was the same thing. But I mean, I do have, you know, loads of friends who don't have kids right now. I have loads of friends who do have kids and it's great. I could be anti cat or anti kitty. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so awesome. But it is even, I would say, you know, in that last 10 years, where it's become more accepted. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say it's the norm, but I agree what you say with, like, accepted, where it's more accepted of, you know, you don't have to have a child and it can be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you're single. You know, people ask me less now about being single than they used to. You know, I remember, like, at my sister's weddings, they were like, oh, you're next. Like, when when are mm. you getting married? And I was like, get fucked. <laughs> um, and I hate, I hate when people toss the bouquet at the wedding, like I don't stand in it. I know. But yeah, so I I think it is shifting. Yeah, I think so too. And I even think about like my mom and her mom and just how different it is to be a woman now versus then. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. (laughs) Uh, And I just, I just think, yeah it's 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 empowering because we're just in this time when you know 
ladies, women have so many opportunities. And I think that women are really rising to the occasion. I do. I think so. And I mean, do I kind of wish that some men would also just like wake up a little bit and uh, not expect that like a lady's just going to like marry them and take care of them? Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. uh, you know, like rise to the occasion, fellas. Rise, come on, we're 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 all working together yeah. to like make the world a better place, a more accepting and like equitable place. Yeah. Like, come and with us, like it's please. It's cool. It's cool if you want to be a mom. It's cool if you want to be a stay at home or a homemaker or whatever. Yes. But the point is, is that you get to choose that now and do what you want but it's, it's not also the cool expectation now yeah if you don't want to be a homemaker and you don't want to get married and like you just want to do whatever like that's cool too but yeah. it's just just needs to be accepted just by like, everyone yeah work hard and be nice and do whatever the fuck you want yeah don't put a fucking role or label on me bitch right yes <laughs> uh, snaps theme five last theme last theme which is, we called it secure, but maybe it should be called insecure. Um, <laughs> and why I've been feeling all, as you've been giving me compliments throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, people talked about, and you said it, that I'm very secure. And so I don't need a relationship. And I'm, you know, I'm set up financially and I'm stable and all those things, which is great. And I'm very proud of and like worked for, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like and maybe one of my friends kind of touched on it but most didn't is that it's ironic where everyone was like kind of amping me up throughout this whole thing for me when I date it's probably the time I feel the most insecure and like one of my friends said this and you know you have to be vulnerable around people when you're dating Mm -hmm. and that's a scary thing to do like it's a scary thing to put yourself out there And my one guy friend who messaged in, he said, like, you know, it's hard for guys because they don't want to put themselves out there. Um, It's more difficult. And maybe that can be true in a larger sense, but I also find that very hard myself is to put it out there. Mm -hmm. And like we always say, Allie's walls are jello, my walls are brick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's hard. Like it's you get into an uncomfortable state and like – you know, that's when you start having to think about things and you get cloudy and I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like when you have a crush, like you lose your sleep. Like <laughs> I love a good crush, but I also don't want to be awake all night thinking about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it like a daydreaming type fun staying awake all night or is it a like, <laughs> oh my God, I said this thing in front of my crush and it was so embarrassing I could die. Oh, no, it's usually fun. I don't get that embarrassed. I say stupid shit all the time. So if that was my issue, I would be unable to sleep in life in general. Uh, (laughs) I would just... No, it's like you get into that daydreaming and it's fun and it's cute and you're Mm -hmm. thinking about things. I don't know how much guys do this, but fuck, girls do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's 2 a.m. and I'm thinking about this dude in a made-up scenario where we have, I don't know, like purchased a home together and building a garden bed or something yeah it's <laughs> not a scenario I'm gonna but grow it could some be. carrots that's gonna be what i think about when i go to bed tonight uh, <laughs> <laughs> no and so i think that's one thing for me when i've thought about this personally i was like how i feel secure and because i've been single for so much of my life I get scared that other people, you know, are going to be like, well, she doesn't know what she's doing or I don't want to get involved in that because, Mm -hmm. 
you know, she's inexperienced. And that is, I think, a scary thought to me. But that is, you know, our therapist would say, like, stop trying to be in other people's head and projecting what they're thinking about. Like, you don't know what they're thinking, but it's it's the worst trait I have um, where Mm -hmm. I get into this mindset and think about how other people are probably judging me. And it's never, yeah. I never picture them judging me in a good light. I think about them right. judging me in a negative That's manner. so interesting. And yeah. where they're just immediately seeing, you know, these as weaknesses in me. So that, I guess, would probably be the biggest thing that I would have said coming out of this, you know, homework or question of mm-hmm. why is cat signal? But it is really interesting now having gone through whatever it also said and been like, oh, that makes sense or that doesn't make sense or mm-hmm. yeah, like that's interesting um, and getting perspective from people. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a question about the security or slash insecurity piece. I mean, you come on here <laughs> and you're super vulnerable and I know it's just the two of us in the room and we're drinking tea and it's comfy cozy. Uh, no ginger snaps though. No ginger Yeah, sorry about that. I'm just sidebar. Cat brought me pie. It's Thanksgiving today and I just got home from Vancouver. So there's no food in my fridge. And he fucking brought me a piece of pumpkin pie and it's the best pie I've ever eaten. I think just because I didn't even realize how badly I just needed like dessert. I'm going to tell my mom you said that. Please. So happy. Please, please tell her thank you from me. It was so, so good. Okay, so you, yeah, you come on here, I feel like. And I I think even pre-podcast, you and I had some conversations where, you know, we would get into a lot of this stuff. And I think you probably do that with your other friends as well. So, yeah, what do you think it is about like a relationship context i think you're you're talking you open up with everyone listening to this podcast but yeah it's like something about (laughs) yeah i don't know something about being in a relationship yes i will say i'm very authentic with my friends and Mm -hmm. you and therefore this podcast um lucky us lucky you i would say like for example maybe a red flag about myself and this is something I think I've become more aware of and I've really tried to change is that I've, you know, wanted to, when I've dated people in the past, like I haven't always been my true self or my authentic self or I've held back Mm -hmm. or I've wanted to mesh into them, which again, you know, probably the reason I was a Wednesday girl a lot because I was dating these people who do extreme sports and I was attracted and I liked Mm -hmm. this idea of like, maybe I will get into mountain biking if they're into mountain biking or Mm -hmm. whatnot and this is somebody who could teach me and you know help me in this area so I think in a sense where a lot of the times I've dated that I've maybe held back on being like full me where it's like Mm -hmm. well don't unleash all of cat and like all the crazy at once because Mm -hmm. you know they won't be there for that and then that'll be you know then you'll truly they'll reject you like your true self I guess Right, it's safer to, like, if they're going to reject you, they're just rejecting, like, the surface level yeah, kind of, like, basics. A yeah. version of me that yes. has those, like, walls up, and it's okay if you're rejecting that because you're not rejecting the full me. Because that's not really you. That's just... Yeah, just, and yeah. I mean, I I guess that's probably one thing around it, but I think I've also... I mean, even with the time of this podcast kind of acknowledge more of like that's maybe how I've acted but that's you know to the detriment of myself and the person I'm dating like that's not Mm -hmm. 
the like the right way of going about it so I think it's learning to adjust that but that's hard to do and again it's like kind of scary to yeah huge to be to be vulnerable and I don't know I just never really I think had that in place with friends so I don't know why that correlation is like so hard where you know I can have a friendship and be really open and then I can be in a relationship and then I become more closed off but it's probably Mm -hmm deeply rooted in the fear of rejection which I'm was very surprised that none of my friends said oh like you have a fear of commitment and you have a fear of rejection like yeah, no one straight up thing. said that yeah. to me and I was like and I think that was what I was really scared to hear people say mm-hmm. being like oh well blah, blah blah and I mean people sent back much nicer answers so oh um, I'm twitching over here I know. Oh. You, you guys I'm gonna paint a picture for you Kat has her arms crossed she's kind of like chewing on a nail and, and I don't bite my nails and her I know I've never seen you bite your nails and like the you have like a little like your foot is like tapping kind little of leg jiggle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so okay I have one thought I want to share okay our therapist had me do a very similar exercise it sounds like because I tend to catastrophize. Like I make myself anxious and afraid of problems that I've invented for myself. Yes. Or like I, judgments that I've invented. I think this is probably a very familiar theme across humans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, because she knows obviously of the success of the last spreadsheet that I made, um, which we've talked about in depth on the podcast in the first season. She said, okay, maybe try another Try to make another one. And any time you feel like you're having a moment where you're like afraid of, of something or, or, or not quite like going for something because you're afraid of what might happen mm-hmm. or like where you have this moment where you're overthinking like every little detail because you're afraid of some failure or like some result, write down what that feeling is and like what the context is. Where are you? What are you doing? Who are you dealing with? What is like your kind of frame of mind? Like things like that. So this is homework she gave me six weeks ago. Have I done it? No. But have I thought about it a lot? Yes. Will I do it eventually? I should. And this is like in life in general. This is life not specific gen- to it's relationships. Work, it's in relationships with friends, family, oh. the fella. It's just generally acknowledging when I'm doing that to myself, like inventing future problems and then trying to identify kind of those things that trigger that in me. Yeah, this is, I should do this. (laughs) I think it's really relatable in like the sense of, for me even, I think about going to the gym and the motivation to do it. And I hate the thought of going to the gym and being judged at the gym. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also like, who the fuck gives a shit at who's at the gym? Like, you're at the gym, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm not like, I go to the gym and I sweat my ass off. I get red, whatever. But the thought of like, I go, going there and I play these scenarios in my head of people judging me for doing something wrong or looking like an idiot on the treadmill. When in reality, I wouldn't care what you're doing at the gym or if you look like an idiot on the treadmill. I mean, who looks like an idiot on the treadmill? Not a lot of people. Um, yeah, but yeah. And I, I mean, I even just joined this like co-ed basketball team and I haven't played yet cause I couldn't with my tonsils, but we have a game this week 
and I played basketball for years, I haven't really in my adult life. And so Mm -hmm. I was freaking terrified to do this. And I asked a couple friends and they're like, yeah, do it. And I'm really excited to go play. I'm also petrified for the fact that I have to run up and down a court because that's been a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was something where maybe even a year ago, I would have just been like, no, I can't. And I've finally for years I've been like oh I'd love to play again and so I'm doing it and so I think it is something where I'm starting to address it where it's like whatever man just go sweat your ass off on a basketball court but you'll have fun and then after a few games you'll probably start feeling good and you'll get those endorphins and then you'll want to be doing some workouts and like totally maybe you'll get on the treadmill I actually really hate the treadmill. That's a terrible analogy. Yeah, but, it's funny that you're like, not many people look like idiots on treadmills. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, but who looks good on a treadmill? Like, yeah. I don't think a lot. Like, it's kind of like a, a dumb thing. You're just running in place. I'm so you know? unhappy on a treadmill. It's a bad place. It's not a cool place to be. It's, <laughs> it's not fun. But yeah, like, I guess that's the thing where I do this, but I should try this exercise. Are yeah. you going to do yours on a spreadsheet or are you going to like write in a journal? Like, what are you going to do? I mean, I, you know, I love a Google sheet. I'll yeah. Probably, yeah. Maybe I'll, I mean, I have an appointment tomorrow. <laughs> Can I in like 12 hours <laughs> put together six weeks worth of catastrophizing yeah. into a sheet? When I figure it out, I'll yeah. let you know. Okay. And we can, yeah, we can maybe compare notes yeah. on some of these things. Also, oh, another thing I want to say, I feel like group sports, the gym dance floors are all kind of the same rule. Everyone is so worried about what they look like. They're not really paying a lot of attention to anyone else. Yeah. Although I don't think I've ever so just cared. just go for it. Never cared what I look like on a dance floor. Okay. You need to take <laughs> D floor energy onto the b-ball court, girl. Okay. I love or it. Or into the... The gym. Gym. Yeah, right. you can't. Okay. Thanks, buddy. This is you such a can. good pep talk. And like, okay, the basketball like game that you're playing, is it with a bunch of professional athletes? Will LeBron James be there? That's a basketball player, right? Yeah. Probably not. It's probably going to be a lot of other people that are like, oh, I, this is something I like to do, but I don't do it on the reg or I haven't done it in a long time. So like, fuck, does, does my cardio suck right now? Yeah, but like, whatever. I'm just going to go have fun. So <laughs> probably there's a lot of people in the same boat as you. Oh, I stopped listening to the last, like, sentence you said because I just got hung up on the fact you asked if LeBron James was a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> like, arguably. Oh, this is really hard to say, but... He's a famous one, right? Yeah, people say he's, like, the best in the world, which I still want to give it to MJ, but they say LeBron is, like, the best ball basketball I mean, player of all Michael, time. Mike, MJ, Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, have you speed? Space Jam? I was just gonna say, he was in Space Jam, though. I feel like that's Apex Mountain for athleticism and coolness. Yeah, but then they did a Space Jam 2, which I haven't watched because it looks really stupid, and that is LeBron James in it. I think. I'm like 99% sure it's LeBron James in the new one, and I can't get behind it because I'm like, it's just not MJ, and it's not the OG Space Jam, which is one of the best movies ever created. It's an amazing, a cinematic masterpiece. Masterpiece. Like, should have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sure... It must. It got two thumbs up from Ebert. Is that his name? Roger Ebert? Yeah. yeah. Two big thumbs up. Ebert so and the other guy. Oh, I have a, another sport thing I want to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so the fellow likes football, and we were watching. His favorite Canadian team. Canadian or American? American. NFL. Okay. His favorite team is the Minnesota Vikings, so I just make a bunch of Lizzo jokes. Oh, yeah, because her song. That song, Truth Hurts. Anyway, we were watching the Minnesota Vikings versus Kansas City, which is the team that Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays on. 
Oh, yeah. Trevor? Travis. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's right. And the <laughs> fellow was talking about, um, like, oh, there's all these conspiracy theories going around about how it's like a fake relationship because Taylor Swift has an album dropping soon. And I said, so what? She's going to try to, like, tap into, like, these NFL fans, which are maybe typically not fans of her music so she can like sell more tickets and we were just kind of like oh yeah like I, I guess and then I thought about it and I think the opposite is true Honestly, the opposite I think, has happened I think the NFL is using Taylor Swift to bolster that fan base yeah, you know like, what I mean like Travis Kelsey's his jersey sales like 400 percent yeah, no, I don't something. think she needs any more people. It's the other way around where the NFL and they like keep putting her on the TV screens and like, yeah, they're getting all the Swifties. So an announcer said at that game, like this just in, we have confirmed that Taylor Swift is not in the stadium today. And then they like showed a, a an image of like some girls at the stadium that had like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey jerseys. Did on. they just get up and walk out? You'd think so. Yeah, they were like, fuck, if Taylor's not here, What's then. the point? Yeah. Then we're they out. announced yeah. that, and then, like, the viewer drop-off. Viewership was like, like boom. And you know what? And that person yeah, got like, fired. Like, probably, yeah. Taylor Swift does not need help selling out those stadiums, okay? She can do that at the drop of a hat multiple nights in a row. I think Kansas City should change their name to the Kansas City Swifties. What's their current? Oh, I literally have no idea. <laughs> I just I know their idea. And also what makes me laugh is Trevor Kelsey. Trevor. Travis. Travis. Travis Kelsey's position on the team, I learned. And I will never be able to say tight end with a straight face. <laughs> because something about that makes me laugh really It's hard. funny. Um, I just know that Kansas City has hats that are, say Casey, and that's my initials. Oh my god, you got to get one. Well, I don't want to pay for that, so... <laughs> fair anyways that's my football trivia for you is that i share the same initials as kansas city very cool which i guess is just trivia about a city not football (laughs) so yeah i'm still putting it in the football column i love it okay i'm gonna work on making this little spreadsheet oh do i have to make it as a spreadsheet maybe i should make it as a journal but me yeah being what's the word we just use catastrophizing catastrophizing (laughs) Or anytime you're afraid of something it's a, it's that a hard word. could happen rather than something that's real. Catastrophizing. Plus, you got those tonsils out, man. You I got all swear that extra my real speech has now. changed. Yeah, it's um, that's what I'm going to blame it on forever. Anytime I say a word wrong, I'm going to be like, well, I don't have tonsils. Okay, I'm going to work on that and mm-hmm. maybe like do a little bit of a layout. And maybe I can think about some things I do over the next week or so and bring that back and just talk about in general what I... Catastrophize thought that you catastrophize on. I can't say that word. What I blew up on. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, what nuclear meltdown you imagined for yourself. What's your homework? Um, um, I have some homework for the listeners. Oh, oh, okay, I like this better. Yeah, on the note of people somehow like me giving them relationship advice, we did have a request this season from a couple listeners actually asking us for like a dating advice episode or ask us Mm -hmm. anything so if you want to start sending us in some messages some emails some voice notes find us on the streets Uh, (laughs) 
We'll be playing b-ball outside of the school. <laughs> yeah. Find us out on the courts. Yeah. <laughs> and send us those into us. Um, giving some heads up now so we can kind of start to compile a list mm-hmm. of, you know, anything. Or if you want to, like, argue some of the advice that we've given or, you know, have comments on things, send that in too. If our advice is absolute trash, like dog shit advice, then tell us that. We can take it. Yeah. If you have different Taylor Swift, Trevor Kelsey conspiracy theories, just... Yeah, Kat made a face. Don't actually send those in. We don't care that much. Uh, yeah, we don't. You can send us your questions to our Gmail, the, the Wednesday Girls Podcast at gmail.com. Correct. I think. Yep. Pretty sure. Yep. Um, at the Wednesday Girls Pod on yep. Instagram. Yep. Also, if you are listening to us on Spotify... Right in Spotify, you can send in your questions. So we'll keep everything anonymous, obviously. Choose whatever avenue you would like, but please feel free to send us a cue. Yeah. And if you're just listening anywhere, which you have to be, feel free to leave (laughs) us a review. Yeah. Reviews, but like only if they're good, okay? Like minimum four stars, please. Uh, And subscribe and follow. Yeah. And whatever else and because Allie has successfully avoided how what homework she's gonna do you can send in some homework suggestions for Allie and she'll start fucking doing some shit around here and picking up some <laughs> slack how about <laughs> I bring the charisma every week that's gotta be enough uh, one last question what are you doing on Friday because <laughs> love is blind is out well yeah we're gonna watch it together I have plans. You fucking monster. I have a hobby now. Stop it. I'm going to be developing some pictures in a dark room. <laughs> Part of me doesn't want you to find your like meet cute like partner in a dark room. Something about that is just like a little spooky to me. Let's take this off air. We'll talk about our plans. Okay. Sounds, <laughs> sounds great. Okay, until next Wednesday. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Wednesday Girls Pod and find us online at thewednesdaygirls.com. Like and subscribe wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday. Oh my God, I miss us.